Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the 336 Cast. I'm Kevin Merrill and I'm joined by Joseph Booker, your other host. And we also have, are we both sharing the mic or are we just going with one? Okay, just one. <laughs> and there's one spectator. We're, we're in front of a live audience. But, you know. <laughs> it's more than we had. Yeah. Um, Maybe. So, Matt, people that... Uh, that have been listening to the three beards may remember you, you, you popped up once on during our live stream episode, the hot sauce. Episode. The hot sauce yes. Uh, how's your asshole? Uh, still burns. <laughs> and Matt to this day. And it bleeds a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. the safest place to be with Kevin and hot sauce. <laughs> um, and potentially we've talked, we've talked about this maybe. And I've brought it up that, Possibly the 336 cast network will be getting a video game podcast. And if it does, you'll be the guy. Yay. So say hey to Matt, everyone, to your radio and computer. We, we, hi back. we need a sound effects of children. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's get this thing. Uh, let's, let's get this going. Um, we found and by we, I mean humanity and specifically NASA. Um, a planet that's very Earth-like, and it's really exciting. Um, this is from NBC News. Uh, scientists say a world that is 490 light years away qualifies as the first confirmed Earth-sized exoplanet that could sustain life as we know it, but in an environment like nothing we've ever seen. The planet known as, is it Kepler? Kepler. Kepler. Kepler 186F is, quote, more of an Earth cousin than an Earth twin, uh, Eliza Quintana, an astronomer at the uh, SETI Institute at NASA, um, told the journal Science. So pretty much... Which SETI Institute was is the institute for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, they're the people that you see in the uh, movie Contact, where they've got the antennas sticking up in space and sending signals and everything. They've been doing it for years. Are they the guy with the, the crazy hair on Ancient Aliens? Oh, God, no. Aliens. Thankfully. Uh, it, now, it, it, it's a fringe of science simply because it we haven't found extraterrestrial life yet mm -hmm. um we don't know if we will ever be able to find it i'm totally not of this world it's besides the fact there's also a Danzig song called not of this world <laughs> yes but there's also independence yeah. day and contact yeah. itself but uh this is they've been sending out uh signals for years you know, I think the first things were uh, the 1940 Olympics, 1939, somewhere when it was in Germany. So mm -hmm. the first thing that they're going to fucking see is Hitler. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of turned around and then <laughs> went back and like, fuck this place. The hell's up with his upper lip? <laughs> it's like he's, this, is, that a, is that a shit stain on his? Wipe your nose, Gerbil. But so cool thing about this. Um, <laughs> Kepler... 186F goes around an elm-type dwarf star that's smaller and cooler than our sun, but it orbits much closer to its parent star than Earth does, within what would be Mercury's orbit in our own solar system. Those two factors combine 
combined to produce an environment that could allow for the liquid water on the surface, assuming that the planet had a heat-trapping atmosphere. The star to our eyes would look slightly orangey, uh, about a, th- a third again as big as our sun, but only a third as bright. Uh, let's see, what else, what else, what else, what else? At midday, Kepler's 186F's um, landscape might look similar to what we would see on Earth an hour before sunset. So there's some light there, but it's not it's not super bright, like you know midday, and so. But totally, there's uh, there's a chance for life to be there if if it does have the heat trapping atmosphere and if it can sustain liquid water. Uh, well, the the main search that has uh, been going on through the years is finding an exoplanet that is within the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, you know, not too hot, not too cold. Um, that's. Relative what we're looking for simply because that's where Earth is. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that they're not paying attention to, yes, it it could support life if the uh, axis is not tilted like ours. Right. That's how we have seasons, which have been fucked up lately. But if they do, it would be to where, like, the equator on the planet, it would be too hot to live on. Um, you would burn in the middle. For us. Yeah. Yeah. Or any life form unless they evolve to support that. Right. Yeah. Um, so you you would basically have like two hemispheres, one to the north and one to the south, to where this is maybe the society has never met each other because of it. That's really that's really interesting. That would be actually. cool. You know, I mean get the sci fi writers on it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, warring factions once they finally do meet. Yeah. Hollywood blockbuster. I'm I, telling you, it's coming. My buddy Curtis is, has a similar storyline to yeah. a sci-fi novel that he's – or a comic is what he's yeah. wanting to start. And you know what? So. Out of that, you could totally like bring up some social commentary. Oh, they don't look like us, so we're going to attack them because shit yeah. like that's happened here on Earth before. So you could relate on a human yeah. level to that too. So I think there's a lot of stuff that you could do with a story like that. So, so. For sure. Matt? <laughs> I just don't really care about extraterrestrial life. Boom, Whoa, <laughs> sir Chewbacca! You don't like if, you if don't like Chewie. Existed, I mean, I feel like every time you've watched Star Wars, you've just missed the very beginning where it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's fact. <laughs> they wouldn't have put it into the movie. Until I am, I just see it as an entertaining movie and don't care about it being reality. (laughs) (laughs) Until it's real, I don't care. (laughs) I do love Star Wars. No, I, I, I think it's fair to point out that you're taking a Russian sci-fi class, right? So are you just like incredibly bored with everything that you read? No, most of the Russian sci-fi stuff is... uh, it's actually really fictionish. Like, there's one story about a ghost that hunts a deck of cards or something. Mm-hmm. That's not sci-fi. That's yeah, fantasy. It's sci-fi. It's- as soon as you go into the supernatural realm, you are no longer sci-fi. You are fantasy. Star Wars has ghost. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. No, they're Mandalorians. You've been explained. <laughs> I, actually really, I actually had to write a paper on uh, what my definition of sci-fi was, and the answer that I gave is it's just consistently changing what sci-fi is because 200 years ago it wasn't what we would consider sci-fi now but that literally happened right 
Literally happened. Star Wars, it literally happened, right? It did. Literally. Yeah. It fucking said at the start of the movie. Am I the only one that watched this from start to finish? Well, according to the definition of literally these days, it did actually literally fucking happen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's all I'm saying. So, yes. Why language, can't we all love each other? Language does change over time, and it, it morphs to fit whatever, you know. It's like now they're calling Doctor Who fantasy, which it always has been. It always has been. Yeah. If you notice on... Um, Star Wars is science fantasy. On slash reality. You done? Boom. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, whenever uh, they have uh, Doctor Who on on uh, BBC America, it's sci-fi Saturdays. Or no, it's uh, fantasy Saturdays. It's not sci-fi. I think it's fat. Damn it. No, they did They did one of those. It was Fantasy Saturdays or something like that. Keep in mind, this podcast is free, so yeah. no returns. <laughs> I just took a brain dump. <laughs> but yeah, they, they did label it as sci or not sci-fi fantasies. They labeled it as Fantasy Saturdays whenever they uh, brought in Orphan Black, which makes no fucking sense either. Orphan Black is uh, it's actually a really cool show. I keep hearing about this. It it's, sounds good. It's this girl. She goes to a train station. Uh, she's waiting on a train coming, and all of a sudden, another girl who walks up who looks identical to her steps up onto the train station and jumps in front of the fucking train. Kills herself. So the girl who was first standing there walks over there and takes all of her ID. ID shit and you know her credit cards her license everything and she becomes that girl and then she finds out that she's not the only fucking clone plot and she actually has to play like all these different characters and each different character the actress makes a completely new person so and that's on uh, Orphan Black it's on BBC the new seasons on uh, Netflix I heard it was really good. I have I haven't watched it, but I I've heard from the actresses, the actors, and everything, interviews, and everybody's been doing rave reviews. It's just I'm still going through my supernatural bulk marathon. Gosh, man, that '67 Chevy Impala. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get one. Which which funny to say because the uh, episode where they had the supernatural con. Was one of the last ones that I watched where the entire parking lot was full of yeah. 67. <laughs> I want one so bad. I And this is a side tangent, mm. I know. But I actually did. I looked online to see, you know, what price range am I looking at for one in new condition? You I, can't I afford it. I don't want to have to fix it. It's fucking $30,000. It's the price of a brand new yeah. modern car. Yeah. So. For a used one? For a used one. But that is in brand new condition. But though. you also have to remember, like, the Mopar crowd. That is yeah. a choice vehicle, right? So that's true. So you, you're you're competing with them as well, exactly. Um, I'm gonna get one though, uh-huh. not anytime soon, no <laughs> but shit. one day. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get one of those too, one day when I'm rich. Sir, you you should get on, no, actually, on one of these microphones. They just bought the rights recently. And they're remanufacturing shit now. So Ricky, get on the mic. Yeah. You're you're talking on the podcast anyway. You might as well do it when people can hear you. <laughs> One-sided conversation. Welcome to the three three six podcast. Uh, Come on, man. Podcast. That's right. Podcast. Can you, can you sit over here. I'll scoot. 
I heard about a year ago they actually found a warehouse full of the parts, though. Yeah, but it, as I said, somebody recently bought the copyright, and because they they've been testing the waters to see whether or not they're going to be able to do a, more Back to the Future movies. I mean, that's basically what it boils down to, and. He heard them checking that out, so he decided to buy up the company, which now you can buy the parts. Brand new ones. Brand new ones. He's going to start, like, rolling them off the line again. Also, everyone, welcome Ricky. And we're now And now you're too far. Yeah, a little bit closer. (laughs) A little bit closer. Bye, audience. Yeah, we're no longer in front of a live studio audience. Now we have a four-member podcast. (sighs) Do, Do the figures count? Action figures do count. Okay. okay. We have several people watching us. Then we have thousands of people watching us. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not after that trigger's pulled. Yeah. Because she's about to die, she doesn't count. Nah, she's, she's expendable. Then Spider-Man doesn't count. Human Torch doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's move on to something else. What? What's okay? Back back on the space. Okay. Um, yesterday, which is something that you should be following simply because you want to see everything go to the civilian avenue. Yes. SpaceX. SpaceX is founded by Google. Okay. Okay. This is the first commercial space company. Wait, nice. What is the name of it? SpaceX. Oh, see, I kept thinking you were saying SpaceX. Like, like space and then just a no, little that, X? No, that, that's a different one, and it involves a lot of... <laughs> <sighs> but... <laughs> but... <laughs> and this doesn't help, because once again, I'm the only fucker with the headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they recently, uh, they, they fired their dragon capsule yesterday. Um and there was also a test to see whether or not they could retrieve the original rocket that went up. Um, what they've been doing, they've they've done uh, recent tests. Uh, I think they went up 300 yards, 300 meters, something like that, to where it actually went up and came back down to the landing pod, pad and landed the way you would see in like the 1960s, 1950s movies, to where the rocket would still land on feet. And it was successful. Like it, it yeah, they, it they not yesterday. Yesterday, they knew they weren't going to be able to do that. Okay. It was a, still a typical splashdown, but they saw if they could adjust where it was going to be. Cool. And they hit their main target of where they wanted to land. So if you've got it to where you fire up a rocket and you don't have to build a new fucking rocket to bring it back, you know, and just bring it back to the launch pad. You've got people not going out to the water, not looking for it for... A week, maybe. Um, then you save more money, and space gets cheap enough to where, like, a seven forty seven going around the planet once is how much it costs to go to space. Any company could afford it. That's nice, and that's what they're working towards. And as time goes on, and they work on it more and more, it'll get less expensive. Yep, which is cool. So hopefully, eventually, we can all. Uh, Take I'm, a little vacation in the space. I'm still betting on the space elevator, though. You think so? Yeah. Because that's dollars to thousands of dollars. Right. So uh, the way that they're looking at now with the SpaceX launch and everything like that, if they can successfully bring the rocket back down and then just, like, change a couple things and send it back up, you know, like, give it an oil change or just refill, then you're talking about thousands of dollars to send something into space. 
Uh, you're talking about a space elevator. You're talking about dollars. Right. So. A space elevator, are you talking about like that thing in Willy Wonka? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually having a uh, platform tethered out far enough into space that would rotate with it. You just have a large mass to gravitationally pull between the moon and Earth, and you could just run something back and forth. So it is like the elevator in Willy Wonka. No, because that one went side to side. And it didn't go into space. <laughs> it could have gone into space. <laughs> well, it came pretty close. But, I mean, these are the different avenues that we're looking at because this is only one Petri dish. We're going to have the Enterprise within 100 years. Only if we can get manufacturing in space first. Yeah. Because if you construct something that large, it will not get off the ground. Right. Right. So it has to be built in space. But it's one step closer. So because they sent uh, a set of robotic – it's uh, Robonaut 2 is the way it's called, and it's supposed to go outside the ship and check for weakness, changing of bolts, no more loss of – $2.5 million bag of tools. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. It, it really is. It is. Even if we don't live to actually see the full potential of what we're doing now today. Oh, my God. It's, and who knows, maybe we will. You were just telling me the other day that you didn't even think they'd have, uh, like, real virtual reality by the time we die. Yeah, but, I mean, that's such a complex thing. We're just talking about space travel here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to move on to... Here, here's the uh, list of the five weird things they sent with them. Okay. You had the... Uh, see, they sent a new laser communications experiment uh, called OPAL at NASA's Optical Payload and Laser Com Science. The new laser will help scientists test ways of transferring information more quickly than traditional radio, radio transmission, the new form of communication could aid in future missions to more distant deep space destinations. Uh, then you had microbe collection. A collection of microbes from cheerleaders. <laughs> what were they doing the night before? That's my question. Oh, yeah. But they wanted to try out, they wanted to uh, test 48 microbe supplies that had been swabbed historical places into space. So that's one thing. Uh, another thing that they added was a satellite with a brain of a smartphone. No clue why. <laughs> it doesn't really say that much. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking at least iPhone 4, <laughs> at least. Which multiplies, like, hugely compared to, like, the technology that was in the lunar lander whenever we sent it to the moon. There's more technology inside of a Casio calculator watch than that thing. Yeah. So if we add more intelligence into space, what, what shall we do? Uh, another thing that they did was send vegetables to be grown in space, which, which always boiled down to something that I had a question of. Um, if we breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide, plants breathe in carbon dioxide and they breathe out oxygen, why would we ever need to send oxygen to a space lander instead of plants? So, and so that's what they're testing on. So. Yes, yeah, science. 
Hey, hey. Yeah, want, I, I know we lost the. You, you uh, want you want to talk about marijuana? Always. We do that on this show. You know, four twenty is in just a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and we talk about all sides of marijuana. Yes. And this one, I don't. I'm very interested in in knowing how um, Booker feels about this. Okay. Um, NBC News: Marijuana reshapes brains of users. Yep. Um, basically. What they're saying is two neural regions key to emotions and motivation uh, become mis, uh, misshapen or abnormally large after repeated pot smoking, Booker, <clears throat> scientists reported Tuesday. They call their study the first to, quote, show casual use of marijuana is related to major brain change. No need for that iconic anti-drug image from the 80s, a piping hot pan and a frying egg to make this the latest <sighs> visual. To bolster this claim, researchers used an MRI machine in the brains of 40 live people. They assert that the more, I love how they phrase this, the more joints a person smokes, like it's right. specifically joints, it's not a bowl, it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, the more those, those two neural hubs get damaged, quote unquote. Anytime you have... And anytime you find there's a relationship to the amount of marijuana consumed and you see differences of core brain regions uh, involved in processing of rewards, the making of decisions, the ability to assess emotions, that is a serious issue, says Dr. Hans uh, Bretter, professor of Hans Bretter? Uh, Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Ah. Wow, that is a long school <laughs> name. And a, uh, and a study co-author. Um, the research team, including experts from Massachusetts General Hospital and Harvard Medical School, compared MIR images from the brains of 20 recreational weed smokers who puff a mean of 11 joints per week and the brains of 20 non-users. All 40 people shared similar uh, demographics, ages, education levels, personalities, alcohol use, and general anxiety levels. Among the pot partakers, scientists measured differences in the sizes and shapes of their nucleus acubens. Science. What yeah. was that noise? That was me going. Oh, no, I was. Oh, was something on the computer. Yeah. Um. Anyway, which has a role in pleasure and reward. Um. Blah blah blah. National Institutes of Health, the Office of National Drug Control Policy, and Northwestern Medicine's Warren Wright Adolescent Center paid for the study. Paper will be published Wednesday. Blah blah blah. When we saw that there was a consistent abnor abnor abnormality. Uh, and that it was directly related to the amount of cannabis one took in, it gave us some significant pause. Seeing these differences raises a cautionary flag that we need to do more research. I, to me, before, I just want to say, well, duh, anytime you do a lot of something with your body, yeah. it's going to make some sort of change. Your yeah. body changes on you know, depending on a shit ton of factors, how much you eat, how much you smoke, how much you drink, how much you exercise. I don't think this is really, it is interesting that we can see this using an MRI, but is it, is anything that we didn't really already know? Right. I don't know. Well, it, it, okay. Uh, back to the joint situation. Yes. Um, how you, why they would say joint instead of bowl or anything like that, because most likely that's what they used to determine you know, they, they probably set up a control, which I would like to know what the control was. Um, what did they test it against? Um, it's one study among all others. You don't know whether or not the bias was and how the research was done. So that it, 
more needs to be checked, which that's the, that's what they stated at the end. They need more information. Yep. The more information more you research. have, the more you can say about it. Yeah. Which once again goes back to like early two thousands. Uh, kept seeing the commercial. If you are a marijuana user within the triad area that you would like to set up for our study, please call us. I wish I did. <laughs> but it, it's the whole thing of it also boils down to you can't say this affects everybody the same way. It's 40 people. I mean, there's oh, that's, billions oh, of us. That, that's, that's too small of a... Right. Yeah, that's... It's too few subjects. I, I would like to actually look at the paperwork to see whether or not how many they actually used in the beginning of the drug trial and how many they ended up at the end. Because then that would mean that they literally funneled it down to, you know, that, that it goes down to the bias. If you have a bias about something, you're only going to present the positive research and your data mine. And that's what I was going to say. I was going to say they're not. I don't think they're giving us enough information Come closer. Um, here mm -hmm. as well. Even though they're giving us information as far as what, it, what the, the effects of uh, the marijuana is doing to people, they're only giving us pretty much what they want us to, yeah. to me. And they it, really lay out the whole thing. Yeah. Seems kind of one-sided to you. Yeah, it sounds like they're cherry-picking the, the final studies. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it boils down to. I just thought it was interesting. Yes. It, now, it, it, it argues down to the whole well, marijuana's not a drug, it's a plant. We set fire to it. Willow bark is Tylenol. I don't know why I went with the redneck on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, it's just a good herb, man. Who knows? Uh, but it, it's... Hey, redneck smoke too? Oh, I know. Everyone smokes. I know. It's it's one of those, I live in the Matt South. Matt smokes. That's not true. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a donut. Don't lie to us. Okay. What's worse, a donut or a joint? I'll be the control. I'll take both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, marijuana is a drug. Smoke weed every day. It's the whole thing of, yes, anything that you add chemical to your brain that will change it in some form or another. If you're, if you're going to say that it doesn't change you, that's a bald face lie. Okay, I used to freak the hell out driving while high. Doesn't happen anymore. It's changed. But that's the same reason why I do... Uh, oh, shit, what is it? Uh, lumosity? Yes. Yeah, I, I constantly change, check my brain. You know, it's the same thing with uh, Super High Me. When Benson did his big thing, you know, he actually checked to see what was happening to his body. So, and... Just pay attention to your cognitive abilities. If it changes, then change your habits. So, but do you? That's yeah. In in the simplest, yeah. Handle your term. high. Yeah. yeah. Know your limits. Right. Yep. Um. So so let's every now and then we'll also touch on faith and religion, and I I feel like this one is is this next article is a little bit faith based. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a step back from this one. <laughs> three sisters over 100 years old share their secrets to a long life. This is from people.com to live a long and happy life. Just listen to sisters, Ruby Cox, Ruth Branham and Rose Schloss. Wow. That one just Schloss. did not get a good last Schloss. name. 
um, who are each over 100 years old. So how exactly did the women who survived the Great Depression and the World Wars and were witness to the dawn of electricity? Well, mm. I don't know if that's true. Maybe the exponential expansion of electricity, but electricity was around before them. Um, among other things, how did they live this long? My motto in life has been, I would rather wear out than rust out. Uh, Branham 104 tells people in this week's issue, um, whether it was managing her grocery store for 30 years or staying at home, she stressed the importance of staying active. Cox, <laughs> uh, 110, a former teacher, attributes it to her belief in a higher power. Uh, quote, faith can relieve life's stresses. Where did she grow up? I don't know. It doesn't say. It's a, oh. it's a short article. Anyway, uh, this is, uh, the sisters and their um, four other siblings. Where? Oh, no, no, excuse me. As for Shalash 101, who worked oh, in payroll for the U.S. Treasury, she credits the family's healthy eating habits. The sisters and their four other siblings, who have all passed away, grew up cooking from scratch using ingredients grown on their farm in uh, Muskegee, Oklahoma. Okay. Did so, I pronounce that right? Muskegee? So, yeah. Oklahoma. Muskogee? Something how, like that. How bad did Oklahoma get hit by the recession? Honestly. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> okay, think think of it back this. Okay, it's 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 the whole thing of uh five people were living there. Yeah. These are three of them. Yes. No, they had four siblings that died. So. Okay, yes. Sorry. There was at least nine. Seven and then plus the parents for nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh Oklahoma would not have been hit very hard from the Great Recession because they were not on top of each other like New York City. They were living off of homegrown shit anyway. They would it was it's nutritional fact. I think they were just making the point. Yeah, it, it, these people are old. They're old. They live through those years. Of okay, the and how how old is the oldest person that we've had? I think the record is one twenty three. That sounds right. It, I think it, so. It's oh shit! It's oh he brought pizza. Fletcher is here from the Three Beards, ladies and gentlemen. This was the 336 cast. We'll see you next week. <laughs> this, this, is, this is now a hybrid of 336 cast, Three Beards, the video game podcast. You are so fucking with their headsets right now, like, moving back and forth. <laughs> Gray, Gray can work his magic. He'll balance it out a okay. little bit. Thank you, Gray. Um, hey, Fletcher, come around a mic. And Everett, you can too if you want to. So, How about you move around the mic? Yeah. But <laughs> Hello, make, people. But make sure that you're really talking in, like, close to the mic. Anyway, so I think, okay, so basically there's these three sisters. They're over 100 years old. You can look away from them. And, and one, and, and one um, attributed faith as a reason for their longevity. And I, that kind of piqued my interest, and I wanted to bring it up on the show because we will talk about religion from time to time. Okay. Uh, one, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. We're not going to comment anything about the Grimlock shirt. Oh, That's badass. Okay, continue. <laughs> I didn't it's grow called up with Grimzilla, thank you very much. Ah, okay, okay. I see you now. <laughs> I didn't grow up with Transformers. Cool. I'm sorry. Okay, so I you think... You sad, sad little man. I think that, that, that there is a, some legit, uh, legitimacy here. Um, maybe not so much that, cause I can't determine one way or another if, if God or gods or whatever purposely kept these, these people alive long, but a positive outlook on life can be a benefit for your health. And I think yeah. having faith is, could be very beneficial. That's, like yeah. I enjoy the fact that there are churches around. Like, I don't mind that personally, I'm not religious, but it does good in some people's lives. It's, it's like, 
and please, no one take this the wrong way. Let me explain. It's like pot in that it is something that you personally have to regulate. Do you need it? Do you want it? It's a decision for you. I don't think there's any uh, regulation on there isn't. Well, maybe regulation wasn't the right term. It, it, I'm just saying, it, but if you you know if it's right for you or not, <laughs> oh, you yeah. you know if you if you feel something, if if you believe in something, and then other people are different. That's that's just the point I was trying to make. But that's what the First Amendment was founded for: is to where government has no control over what they consider is faith. They We're, they can't uh, until you hurt somebody, until you step in. You can't step in until you hurt somebody. I mean, that's yeah. play, basically what it is. Jefferson get- Jefferson said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something like it. It doesn't matter what my neighbor believes, so long as he does not. Um, what is it like? Pick my pocket or whatever. As long as it doesn't actually affect Look towards the mic. It, as long as it, it, gray will, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, not it, if you're not there. It, it'll it'll be fine. I promise. So, and I'm, this mic is on a completely different track, so we can turn it up if we have to. So, um, fucking, what was I saying? Any, well, you know, it's a, but we could use less of him on the network for once. Anyway, <laughs> it's my network. Yeah, he's reached about 75% saturation. <laughs> so, You're in Ming territory, man. I, Come I, on. I can't help that there's not more name redacted and opposed thumbs. That's not on me. Um, anyway. Wah, wah. So fucking, what was I saying? Anyway, it, basically what Jefferson was saying, look, you can believe what you want as long as it doesn't affect my person or my property. Oh, which is the same thing that he stated to the Muslim groups that were trying to, that basically stated that America was Christian nation. And it, he was, he sent a letter saying, we are no Christian. We are not anything that your belief will not be destroyed, et cetera, et cetera, whenever we are asking for trade. Yeah, he's, he says specifically in the in the notes on Virginia from 1782, but it, it does mean no injury for my neighbor to say there are 20 gods or no god. It neither picks my pocket nor breaks my leg. So I think that's well said. Jefferson def- yeah. definitely had his flaws. I think he's dead on right there, though. How old, did Jeff, uh, how old was Jefferson when he died? I, I want to say he lived to his 80s, actually. I think he lived a long life for that time period. Maybe his seventies, but he died an old man. In today's terms, he 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 lived a pretty healthy life. It, it seems. Oh, what, yeah. I, what I would say about that though, um, the ladies are one of them believing in something. You believing in something, um, period like that. Um, it kind of gives you a sense of hope and it, it builds strong character. So yeah, it, it's the whole thing of if you live a stressless life, it. It helps you, you it know, because you. you you only have but so many times that your body could replicate itself, right? Until it can't do it anymore. So, to, to, so finish what I'm saying. Um, if you believe in anything, that's not just religion or anything. You see what I'm saying? I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to make it through the situation, right? Yeah, like yeah. when when people are, are are very sick, we've seen before where medicine doesn't do the whole job. It right. has to also be their state of mind. And their it, outlook on life. It also gives you a, a routine. You get up, you pray. You get up in the morning, you pray. You eat, you pray. That kind and of that's, that's healthy lifestyle. Yeah, it's a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. It, it gives you a routine. It gives you something normal it, to do. It keeps you regular. It regulates you. Boom, I take it oh. back. I'm, I'm sticking with that term, regulation. Until a semi comes down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some, some the old thought, deathbed conversion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are some things that a thought process cannot help you with. And right, a semi right. is one of those things. <laughs> Haven't you heard of mind over matter? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of matter behind us in my truck. Two tons. Yeah. Yeah, but there, there's there's been enough research to be done 
to where the mind over matter does not. He was 83? Yeah. Boom, I okay. said he lived to his 80s. But I don't think he got hit by a truck. You never know. <laughs> his name was Truck. Benjamin Franklin actually made the first semi-truck and then hit Thomas Jefferson with it. That's history. No, no, that, that was um, uh, Al Gore. <laughs> it was Al Gore. 1776! <laughs> Al Gore, not Alex Jones. <laughs> his death never was... Uh... Confirmed, conclusively determined. Wow. So it could have oh. been a truck. It oh. could have been a no, truck. No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck you, he could still be alive. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I have something to tell everyone. You're Alex Trebek? <laughs> um, let's move on to this anarchy story. Yeah! Uh, yes. Anarchy so, in bedrock. So this is Twins. from... Uh, this no, is from Google. <laughs> this is from benswan.com. Uh, collectivist... Uh, posing as anarchist. Keep in mind, Fletcher, read this one. <laughs> you want to read it? The Fletcher? message. The message. Okay, the message. Okay. So, because he hasn't read it yet. <laughs> keep keep in mind the headline. This headline is telling you something very important. Collectivist posing as anarchist demand three billion dollars from Google. Uh, this is out of San Francisco. A group of anti-capitalist protesters, referring to themselves as quote anarchists, demonstrated outside the home of Dig founder and Google Ventures partner Kevin Rose on Sunday and demanded that Google hand over three billion dollars to fund the creation of autonomous anti-capitalist and anti-racist communities throughout the Bay Area and Northern California. The protest was allegedly organized by a group called the Counterforce, and they call Rose a quote. Meta Leach, who is to blame for the rising cost of living in the Bay Area. Rose has in, uh, invested heavily in several tech startups, and these startups have moved to the Bay Area to run their businesses. The protesters claim that the tech companies that Rose invested in are overtaking the area and driving out people who are less worthy, saying venture capitalists enabled these tech workers by funding their startups. With the success of each startup, more and more ambitious tech workers flock to the city and displace underemployed service workers to the cities at uh, the far reaches of the BART line, which I'm assuming is the Bay Area something. The Bay, the Bay Area Rail Transit. Cool. Which was recently uh, caught on fire. Oh, not cool. So... These workers must then commute back to San Francisco or Oakland every morning, in most cases to perform menial tasks for the entitled scum who drove them out in the first place. The counterforce group abhors capitalism, technological companies, and innovations, and entrepreneurs. In their public statement, they believe this $3 billion will create a society where, quote, no one will ever have to pay rent and housing will be free. Real quick, I want to point out, how is it free if it's going to cost three billion dollars? <laughs> with this, <laughs> with this, with this three billion from Google, we will solve the housing crisis in the Bay Area and prove to the world that an anarchist world is not only possible but, in fact, uh, uh, irrepressible. The um, so, so you're going to have a problem about whether or not it can be considered free, even though you have no problem about there being a collective of anarchists. Oh, I do. I do. I'm getting to that. That's a much, larger, that. that's a much larger issue. The counterforce takes themselves very seriously, too. If Google doesn't um, acquiesce to their demand, they say to, quote, uh, did I mispronounce it? I don't know. I, I wasn't. Oh, you were just pulling in the mic. Yeah, okay. I was pulling in the mic for Fletcher to read their demands. Okay. They, they say to, quote, get ready for a revolution neither you nor we can control. 
Rose has agreed with the group in their frustration over the Bay Area's cost of living. That said, I did agree with them that we need to solve rising rents, keep the San Francisco culture, and crack down on uh, landlords booting folks out, said Rose on Twitter. San Francisco is such a great place. Definitely need to figure out a way to keep the diversity. This isn't the first time the, the counterforce has targeted Google. In January, a Google engineer faced protests from them concerning his work on the company's self-driving car. Interestingly, this protest group was able to make their demonstration possible because of Google. In their statement, it's noted that Microsoft Word, MacBook, Samsung Nexus, powered by Google, Gmail, and YouTube are among different tech products and services used by the counterforce in their protests. What the fuck? Okay, okay. Oh, my B God. Before you go any further, <laughs> before you go any further, let us listen to their list of demands. Okay. Please. And for that, we will use the 336 casts. Three beards, which is still a misnomer because there's only two of you left. <sighs> rest most in peace, our, Cooper. Yes, rest <laughs> in peace, Cooper. But to be fair, most of our episodes still have him on it. <coughs> <coughs> Me. <coughs> Greetings. Your neighbor at blankety blank blank, a man named Kevin Rose, is a parasite. Perhaps not of you, but of us. This is why we are here to reveal him for what he is. As a partner venture capitalist of Google Ventures, Kevin directs the flow of capital from Google into the tech startup bubble that is destroying San Francisco. The startups that he funds brings a swarm of young entrepreneurs that have ravaged the landscapes of San Francisco and Oakland. With each new tech corporation comes a wave of fresh techies, who on average earn four times more than a normal social service worker. We... <laughs> We are the ones who serve them coffee, deliver them food, suck their cocks, watch their kids, probably at the same time, <laughs> mop their floors. <laughs> Nearly all of them are just like Kevin Rose, and we are tired of this miserable and untenable human, uh, I don't know that word, situation. Untenable? Untenable situation. Untenable situation. Thank you. <sighs> So, yeah, let's go back. Okay. <laughs> let's go back as far as you want to go back. You know you I've know got something to say. To. <laughs> you know I've got something to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let, I'll let you. Okay. <clears throat> so, these collectivists <laughs> apparently don't even know what anarchy is. It's that little symbol with the A, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They did mention sucking of cocks. True, true, true anarchy. That can happen in, in anarchy. Randomly. Um, so, <laughs> first, <laughs> first of all, an anarchist group. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the look of pain and frustration on Kevin's face right now is palatable. It's delicious. It tastes like liquid gold. They, they wouldn't. And his face, too. <laughs> I, I'm not licking his face. You're, no, you're for you that one. Phrase. <laughs> oh, phrase? Yeah. So, so, anarchists are all about self-regulation, self-control. So the very idea of them being anti-capitalist, truly anti-capitalist, boggles my mind because that is the only economic system that works in true anarchy. And I'm talking laissez-faire, free market capitalism, which has not existed. But theoretically, and neither has a really an anarchist society, theoretically, that is the only one that is compatible. What they're doing is they're trying to use money that they're taking from someone else, spreading it amongst themselves, 
And then what are they going to do? You can't have the society forever function on $3 billion. Someone's going to have to be productive. Someone's going to have to make things. Someone's going to have to sell things. Someone's going to have to trade things. Yes, someone like Google is going to have to be there providing a good or a service. So how can you be autonomous? How can you be free without an economic system that is both free and autonomous? It makes no sense. It's a contradiction. Unless they're just going to sit on their hands until they all die, and that's going to be the end of their society. <sighs> it's like the worst parts of communism. Yes! And they're trying to build anarchists. That's probably the most American thing I've ever heard of in my life, though. <laughs> Jesus! No one will ever have to pay rent. Housing will be free with their $3 billion that they're taking from this this corporation. Wait, Jesus is involved too? Oh. Now it's the most American thing that you've ever heard. <laughs> I'm getting lightheaded. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm legitimately getting lightheaded. Okay, well, while we have uh, Kevin upon the ropes, we will go on to our uh, scumbag of the week. Okay. <laughs> How's it going, internet? There's so many scumbags. Oh, this is a big scumbag. Oh, this one's probably going to get of the year. Scumbag of the fucking year. Oh, oh yeah. I read, I read this, oh. Yeah. I read this one. Do you, who wants to read about this one? I, I'm out. I'm a parent. I, I can't read about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not a parent. Okay. That you know of. <clears throat> and babies are I'm still delicious. I'm a parent, mm. so, um, You're going to. Yeah, you don't want to read about that. Okay. This is about. This is about to get. Fucking heavy scumbag of the week. This this lady. Oh yeah, I'm get up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're losing people yeah, left and right. I just, I just seen the hey, our audience is growing bigger. <laughs> yeah, seven infants found dead in containers. Woman arrested. Uh, this is this is from Pleasant Grove, Utah. At least they weren't found dead in nine different containers. Ah. Uh, Actually, it was a cardboard box. Okay. That's the fucked up part. Okay. Okay. No, that's one of the fucked up parts. That's, the, that's not the only one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Utah. A woman is in custody after seven bodies of dead infants were found in a Utah home and garage. According to our sister station, Fox 13 Now, uh, officials believe that she gave birth to six of the children over a 10-year period before killing them. Police responded to the home after residents found what appeared to be, and the resident was her husband. Her um, estranged husband at this point because they've been divorced. Yeah. What, what appeared to be a dead infant at full term in a container while cleaning a garage. Police found the additional bodies in the other containers after searching the home. Megan Huntsman, 39, faces six counts of murder. Uh, one of the babies was to, believed to be stillborn. What this article doesn't go into and what I've, what I've read is um, they believe that with the exception of the one that was stillborn, uh, they all died of asphyxiation. And police do not have any reason to believe that the husband knew about this. Now, how in the world you hide fucking seven pregnancies from someone, I don't know. But that's the story right now. It, it's Utah. Did yeah. they say uh, were the six children of his or she just got a bunch of baby daddies? I, I believe. How, how big a girl is she? It doesn't show her. It's, I mean, I, I saw I saw a mugshot. It was just her face. Was okay. It was, it a big face, it was it was kind of full. Okay, because okay, there there's like, which is really fucked up. But like ten percent of all pregnancies, they don't know until they go into labor. No. So much so, they actually made a damn TV show off that 
premise. But for this to happen seven times in 10 years, how do you hide that from people? How do people not well, realize, and not just the husband well, or the ex-husband, but family members and friends, if she has any. What is the husband's job? The article doesn't say. Okay. I, I told you everything in the article. <laughs> My, uh, <laughs> Except the Mormon part. Go ahead. Oh. It's Utah. Big his, fucking surprise. His ex-wife, yeah, his first leg, doggone, first time they had sex, and you know, he just got that pussy will. Yeah. She got pregnant. From the first time? Oh, he rolled double oh, sixes, geez, crit yeah. hit. No, that's a crit he did fuck bitches. That was a crit miss. Yeah, it was a crit miss <laughs> okay. relationship. And uh, they, they had, you couldn't look at her until she was pregnant. She was so big. Okay. You know, and it sounds like to me that she just had a whole bunch of baby daddies, doggone, and she was collecting welfare. But I mean... Yeah, I, I guess so, but damn, wouldn't she have to prove from time to time that they're still alive? No, dude. No? No. If, wow. If nobody knows about them, she doesn't go to the doctor. But the government has to know about for her to get the welfare. Well, I mean, all she has to do no, is she... proof of birth. And, yeah. Uh, uh, doggone, and I guess... And no death certificate. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not born inside of a hospital, you're not going to get a death certificate or a live certificate. I mean, a birth certificate, not live. But it, it it's the whole thing of you're in Utah. There's a whole lot of nothing in Utah. Yeah. And you've, you've got a mixture of Christian scientists and Mormons. You have a small speck. Are you, are you blaming the Christians and the Mormons for seven dead babies? Christian scientists? Yes, I will. They believe this that, was the act of a one single person. Okay, of but, a crazy person. Okay. Do you know how many people, like year round, inside this country that are Christian scientists who do not take their children to the hospital because they see it as satanic? This was murder, though. She strangled them. Okay, but this wasn't it, refusing to take medicine or anything like this. This was cold blooded murder. Okay, she delivered it in the home and she hid it. Asphyxiation, though. That would be – yes, asphyxiation. When you don't have a doctor there or a nurse to suck out the shit that's been floating inside of the mm. embryonic fluid for a while, they asphyxiate. If you don't turn the child over and spank it, it asphyxiates. If you deliver in a home away from a hospital, most likely it's going to die. It's why they spank them upside down because their lungs are filled with the amniotic fluid and literal piss and shit the kid's been floating in for nine months. Yeah, there's a creepy one for you, Kevin. I've, you drink your own piss and shit for the first nine months. I, I, I find it a little bit hard to believe that that would happen every time. Otherwise, how are we here because it, doctors weren't here from the beginning? It really – a lot of this happens a lot when the family is very, very – tends to be very, very religious and the person's ashamed of it. So she goes out. She does this. She gets knocked up. She doesn't want anybody else to know about it. She hides it. Because she, does she have any surviving children? I think they're all dead. I think that, that was it. Okay, so that's what it boils down to. This is the creature of that's going to be born into such a wicked world because we're told how sinful we are all the time. This is where that pro thought process comes from. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, so, so I found another article. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <clears throat> yeah, she's got a full face. Oh, yeah. uh, she, she oh my face. God. Wait, 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 oh, wait. God. Watch this. Watch this. Watch. I don't want to watch. No, 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 no. Hold oh, on. God. Please tell me she falls. Hold on. <laughs> She's a big girl. 
wait, wait, wait. Images. Hold on. I'm. I'm oh, what the fuck is this? Ah. <laughs> bunch of a bunch of hot. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. Good. Bunch of hot chicks. But oh, now, okay. now, but now, now, really. Oh man, now it's that. Really, really look though. There's Alex Jones. Oh fuck. There's <laughs> there's Megan Huntsman. There's Alex Jones. There's Megan Huntsman. Yeah, she's a big girl. There's Alex. No, but like she's not a huge their girl. faces a are girl. incredibly similar though. Look at like obviously like, she's got her eyes are wide open and her eyebrows are arched. But like really look at their face. She is Alex Jones. Oh God! Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> you have to post Look, these pictures. Keep, keep in mind the different side. facial expressions. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. especially if you look in the from the like the, the T zone, pretty much the eyes to the chin. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. They de- they are both dead inside. <laughs> I can see that much. Seventeen seventy six. Anyway, oh, I didn't need the remind. Be remembered of her. Thanks. Okay. So here's here it is in more detail. <laughs> Megan Huntsman, the, because that one that I just read was like when it when it broke, news was still okay, coming out. This this is just from one. Day let's ago. get a little bit more background. Go ahead. Megan Huntsman, the Utah woman accused of killing six infants she she birthed between 1996 and 2006, is suspected of hiding the pregnancies not just of her dead children, but also those of her two also those of two of her three living daughters. Pleasant Grove Police uh, Captain Michael Roberts told the Desert News. Roberts told the paper that Huntsman, 39, apparently gave birth to all her children in her house and said the woman did not see a doctor at all during her 10 known pregnancies. Mm. I was told she hid the first two. Three survived. The family didn't know about it until the day she delivered. Huntsman is reported to have had three daughters who were living with her, the two eldest around 18 and 20 years old, and the youngest around 13. Huntsman was recently pregnant by her current boyfriend, but even he couldn't find out about it. He didn't find out about it until she reportedly had a miscarriage. <clears throat> Captain Roberts told the paper he believes authorities have identified a motive in the bizarre case, but declined to elaborate. He said neither drugs, alcohol, nor mental illness appear to be factors. However, bullshit. However, Robert yeah. said nothing has been ruled out. Huntsman was arrested Sunday after her strange husband discovered one of the infant corpses in a cardboard box, like you said earlier, yeah. in the garage of, of their home this past weekend. The six other infants were later found in the same garage. Police say Huntsman acknowledged to officers that she killed six of the babies over the decade between 1996 and 2006. She told the police another baby was stillborn. There's a little bit more. Just two paragraphs. Okay, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Uh, now, I, I doubt this is inside the news article, but the question boils down to on that mark. So these seven children were her boyfriends. I guess. Was she not? Oh, but, it, but it did say one of which by her current boyfriend. Okay. Uh, so that was probably the stillborn one. Okay. Probably. But the question is, is that means that she's in Utah – um, if you are an adulterer or a divorcee, you are treated as the plague. Mormon community, same thing about if you drink and smoke and have Coca-Cola, which they're now a little bit more lax on. So, just throwing it out there. Isn't there an, um, aren't there Amish communities in uh, Utah? Uh, Mennonites. It would be Mennonite instead of uh, Amish. Amish still stay towards uh, Pennsylvania Dutch. After six kids, uh, I think it stops being a vagina and actually, <laughs> and becomes a and stops starts becoming a clown car. 
Jesus. Let, let me just or get through. Or at least the Stargate ring. <laughs> we're, we're, we're so close to them because this is actually going to answer some of your questions. Robert, oh, God, I hope so. There's Robert's, so many of them. Robert, well, at least one of the questions. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Placing bets. Who's thinking what? <laughs> Out of the conversation I've had on this, how many do you think, how much do you think I'm right on here? Oh, he's got two cents? Okay, come on. Come on, a little bit more. Okay, go ahead. Roberts told the Desert News that based on interviews, I don't have one, <laughs> based on None interviews with Huntsman, investigators believe that she is the mother of all seven babies and her estranged husband is the father, even though he told the police he had no knowledge of the pregnancies, despite the fact that they were living together. DNA test. Well, I mean, how do you hide morning sickness? I don't know. Anyway, DNA tests will reportedly be conducted by the FBI to determine the father and mother of each infant. So that opens up the possibility that they're not all the same father. Um, or and mother. Oh, and potentially the mother. Yeah. This could be the most fucked up episode of Mari ever. Yeah. The Utah State Medical Examiner's Office had already completed autopsies on the babies. Roberts reportedly says he believes the medical examiner's office will compile autopsy reports and meet with police and Utah County prosecutors on Monday to review the case for criminal charges. He told the Desert News that he did not immediately have any of the autopsy results. Huntsman is being held on a $6 million bond. Why is there a bond at all for this? That's not enough. Yeah, it's... That's, why does one even exist? Okay. Postpartum's a hell of a thing, but still, damn, damn, damn. Not to mention she could get off on this because of religious implications. Or just insanity. There's not been any talk about religion in either of the two articles. It's in Utah. Trust me. That's generalization, it's gonna though. It's going to come up. It's maybe, Utah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it will, but right now you're, you are stereotyping. It's like saying, you know, potato talk's not going to happen in Idaho. There's a reason... There's a reason why there's such thing as stereotypes, because typically they're right <laughs> in a few of them. You Damn. work in retail. You should know about stereotypes. Uh, do you guys got any playboys? <laughs> Possibly soon. We'll talk. Yeah. Anyway. hey Yeah, first issue. Megan Huntsman. Megan Huntsman, you are the fucking scumbag of the week. Fuck Congrats you. you. Congrats, you fuckulations. And possibly the year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Unless we can find somebody more despicable than this bitch. How about the uh, guy who... Hi, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just staring at Chris because I know that he's thinking the same thing I am, which is, I'd like to talk on those mics. Yes, I, I you... was also thinking, man, I would like to have mics instead of just an <laughs> iPad to talk into. What about the guy who killed his six-month-old baby because he was crying and interrupting his video game playing? What? Yeah, that's fucked oh, too. No, 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 no. The one who was recently prosecuted for beating their son to death because he acted gay. He talked gay to her. Uh, you know, I'm still going with the with the the baby crying though. I mean, at least at least potentially the the gay guy, if he was gay, could have ran. I mean, baby. I'm not saying it's right. Don't get me wrong. Well, and, and the other thing is, there's also a difference between. Granted, whether it's right or not, if, if you're like, oh, you're gay and that offends me, like there was still an action taken by a human being that someone found as offensive. When you're a baby, you have literally no control. Oh, really, too, I want to point out, now we are the 336 cast, the three beards, and fucking name redacted. <laughs> uh, 
I was actually. Well, I was taking away our audience. (laughs) No, we have all audiences now. This This, is going to be tagged under every podcast on three three six cast dot com. Omnicast. Actually, speaking of which, uh, the voice you guys just heard, uh, that's Chris Nielsen. Hello. Uh, Chris Nielsen is part of, as you guys have probably been listening to this for a while, uh, you guys know me, Alex Fulmer. I've been on a couple times. Uh, I run the Name Redacted podcast. One of my co-hosts is indeed Chris Nielsen. Our also producer, our, the Bruce Shaman, is, is also yes, here. Yes, uh, Jeffrey. What's going on? Uh, he uh, has his own local brewery that a uh, few of our friends participate in. Um, also, really exciting news from us. I'm sorry to Bogart your parca- podcast Season for a couple seconds. <laughs> Season two of Name Redacted starting next week. Yes. Woo! We're coming yes. back. Everything's not as crazy as it was yeah, for a little bit. We there, got so. a new ho- we got a new server, a new host. Uh, we fixed our RSS feed. We got we boom, we, boom. We have boom. actual nameredacted.com emails. Now nameredactedpodcast.com emails. That's so professional. Yes. So we have real, our own professionals. Ho- the real question yeah. is, is are they gonna be posted on fucking iTunes yet? We fixed. Okay, I'm gonna let Chris handle this. this? Okay, that was an so, RSS issue. So here's the problem. I found out because iTunes doesn't make any money off their podcast. They Latest haven't. thing I've ever heard is this explanation okay. for why we weren't on there. They haven't updated the way podcasting works because there's no reason to because they don't make money off of it. So the only way to submit a podcast is it has to have artwork, and that artwork needs to be 1400 by 1400 JPEG. Ours was 750, 750. That's why it wouldn't That's work. Why I didn't get on. Because I did it the exact same way I've done all the other podcasts when I tried to set yours up initially. But it's because I, I made the album art. It's because the it was art. 750. It needed to be 1400, 1400. Yeah. What the That's fuck? the most homosexual thing I've ever heard in my life. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said it was homosexual, not gay. It's okay. <laughs> it was politically correct. They really in hate In his that. being not politically not correct. Not actually politically correct because they hate the term homosexual. Well, you know. Uh, they. A large majority they. does. He has been generalized. A Everyone in majority. Utah is a Mormon. Hold on. Hold on. on our podcast, <laughs> Have you been to Utah? No. That is a sweeping generalization. Get closer to a mic. We do have an audience. For, for our fans, all of you know that if that's a sweeping generalization, you now take a drink. Uh, we, we haven't actually posted the rules for our drinking game, but if you've listened to it enough, you we need that. that we're, we're all about saying one group of something always does X, Y, and Z. <laughs> we're like, no, yeah, these people are always stupid, drunk, and dumb, and fat, and whatever, and we're like, yeah, everybody drinks. Okay, like, the, that's me! The, <laughs> the generalization that I just spoke of was an actual thing that was recently posted. Oh, guys, we've not been recording this whole time. What? I'm just Hey-o! kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, everybody else laughed. I was just like, uh, yeah. okay, <laughs> like been there. We can start. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like real life. So, this is just fantasy. <laughs> all right. On that note, uh, I, I guess we will go on the hero, hero of the week, the hero of the week. Did we have one? <laughs> the, the ground crackers. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put in a vote for Mike. I don't know. He hasn't gotten me that sword yet. (laughs) It's a goddamn sword. (laughs) Okay, I will let you bring up the graham crackers. You want me to talk graham crackers? Yes, I will let you talk graham crackers. All right. (laughs) Graham cracker producer Honey Made sparks controversy with This is Wholesome ad campaign featuring two gay men as parents. Uh, This is from ChristianPost.com, by the way. 
Uh, Graham Cracker producer Honey Maid is celebrating a controversial advertisement featuring two gay men as parents in this is in its This Is Wholesome advertising campaign, which the company says has attracted 10 times more positive comments than negative ones. The commercial published on YouTube on March 10th has been viewed more than 4 million times as a Friday afternoon and has sparked a barrage of conflicting views between proponents and opponents of homosexuality. Uh, today we celebrate all families from working moms to two moms, stay at home dads, single dads, adopted kids to surrogate kids. Honeymade recognizes that the rea reality of family has changed, but the wholesome connections that all families share will endure. Hashtag. This is wholesome. Noted to the company on the video. What a good fucking PR office they have, too. Um, anyway, what does a graham cracker have to do with homosexuality? There is no point to this commercial whatsoever. Uh, does the store make it uh, any sweeter? Damn liberal bastards responded. Lori Desco, a self-identified conservative, commented in protest. Her comment attracted a response from a, a commenter noted as Twitch1872, who told her, Welcome to the real world. Families like this exist. Get over it. Desco, however, did have a point about the relationship between graham crackers and homosexuality. In fact, the man who invented the product in the 1820s is a Presbyterian minister named Sylvester Graham, who promoted graham crackers as part of a life of temperance, according to biography.com. Uh, so Sylvester Graham was a pres Presbyterian minister before before becoming a leading figure in the temperance movement, advocating lifestyle choices that included eating fresh fruits and vegetables and decreasing sex drive. Oh, what a prude. He, he called for relying on homemade wheat bread and is believed to have come up with the graham cracker. Points for that. I do like graham crackers. Uh, he, he died on September 11th, ooh, 1851. In a statement following Honey Maid's promotion of the commercial, the Family Values Group, one million moms chided the group for attempting to normalize sin and threatened to boycott the company's brand Which of ground Which only crackers. has 10,000 members. Uh, Nabisco should be ashamed of themselves for their latest Honey Maid and Teddy Graham Cracker commercial where they attempted to normalize sin. Right away it shows two men with a baby followed by other families and ends with different families pictured including the one with two dads said the organization. This commercial not only promotes homosexuality but then calls the scene in the ad advertisement wholesome. The ad states everyday wholesome snacks for everyday wholesome family. This is wholesome. The group continued. One million moms stands up for Biblical truth, which is very clear in Romans one twenty six through 27, um, about this particular type of sexual perversion. This is truly sad. If this is what Honey Maid thinks is wholesome, then my family will no longer purchase Honey Maid or Nabisco products. Ended the statement, and we're almost to the end. I have two sentences. The company simply responded with a video showing the number of supporters of the commercial, dwarfing the number against it. We made a commercial about what makes families family, and we received a lot of comments. Uh, see what we did with them, said the company, with a link to the video below. And Booker, would you like to describe the video that they made? Ah, uh, the video that they made. I know. <laughs> we want to hear the magic. Well, there's no stuff. sound on the uh, commercial, but the commercial is they took every single tweet of hate and they took all the hateful comments that were tweeted out from it and turned and the artists got together and they literally printed out the comments rolled it into a just a tube and then they glued them together and formed the word love in yes. cursive 
and then took yeah, it's really good the all the positive comments and filled it around it which was over 10, 10 to times. 30 times how many comments saying how much people enjoyed the commercial and it was basically them giving a big fuck you right to the haters which is the appropriate way and the cool thing is is the commercial other than this is made by Honeymade at the very end, you know, the slogan, uh, what is it? Logo, oh, whatever. Uh, wholesome. Wholesome. This is wholesome. This is wholesome. At the end. Slogan. There is no honey-made propaganda, like, stamped on it or anything like that, other than... That just kind of recognized that it wasn't official. Yeah, it, it wasn't a yeah. commercial for the food. It was straight up, fuck you. And that's what I was going to bring up, is because a lot of times you see these types of things, and it's very much like... Oh well, you're you're trying to get the PR because you know they say no no press is bad press, and so it does kind of. And I was actually going to bring up that point. I'm glad you said that because it it really does kind of lay off the like, look, this is this is how we feel. This is this commercial. It's much. It's almost more of a video project than it is a statement of our company. Yeah, this is the love sign, and then you get to watch all the uh, the positive ones go around it. Okay, so this is actually really impressive. Yeah. So they're like, they're like in this this white brick wall room. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only two artists that they got to do it. Yeah, I saw that it was just two girls sitting in a room. I was like, well. That yeah, and there was a cup. Yeah. I'd also like to point out. <laughs> so and the, and that's it. as much. <laughs> yeah, I got it too. I like to point out they surrounded the hate. They literally surrounded the hate with love. Yeah. So that's. Oh yes. So they get our hero of the week. Heroes, good yeah. on you. About damn made. time we included something positive this fucking podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, you needed need a pound. Babies love graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> love graham crackers. <laughs> we, we did start off the show. Toddlers, we'd... toddlers love graham crackers. Babies don't have fucking teeth. Yeah. Oh, that's where so, I went wrong. No, a baby loves <laughs> graham crackers too. Graham crackers. Yeah, it, and then that's dedication right there. It, to the best thing fucking, to hand. Fucking Batgirl does that. Whatever that actress is, she she mouth feeds her her babies. Alicia Silverstone. The best yep. thing to give. Well, she and also, she mouth feeds me. <laughs> yeah, she she also ate her placenta as well. Yeah, um, so did I. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Everyone just lost their Dude, what? <laughs> Fucking bad girl? Like, I wouldn't do that for bad girl. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Think wait. about who you're talking to. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's the sound of subscribers leaving. <laughs> yes. Um, do you guys mind if we make a small... Yes. Yeah. We'll go ahead and I will give you all of my plug. Which podcast is this? This is 336 podcast? Is yes. So are we... Rubber? This is most of the network. Yeah. Right now. This is, <laughs> it's an Omnicast. <laughs> this right now... Is the network? This is like there's someone representative of every podcast Marvel on the network. Versus DC versus and future podcasts. I like to think that we're image. Get over in, here. in this yeah. metaphor. Uh, okay. Um, so really quick, what we want to do um, is uh, recently, um, Mr. Chris and uh, and, and Mr. Jeff the get three PO cock. Mm. Um, yeah, I've, I I keep forgetting that I have to be this close now. I'm just used to projecting. The pop filters uh, make it really weird, too. I, yeah, because I'm looking into it. It's like a weird... <laughs> like, yeah, and and you like see, like, crumbs abyss. of graham crackers <laughs> in the mesh. Uh, so, um, 
random Recently, beard hairs. Uh, the, uh, Jeff and Chris are two of the owners of uh, Level One Brew Company, um, which is brewing. Well, yes, but. Level One Brewing is the name of the company. Okay, there yeah. you go. God right. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't. That's the joke. Um, what's, so, oh, uh, what's that? I think they just heard that. They know. <laughs> I had to explain it. Uh, and they actually have done a couple uh, little commercials for it, and they just finished their most recent commercial. Uh, which I was a contributor for basically just referencing. Yeah. Um, they did a D&D uh, commercial. So the commercial is, we're doing a, um, a concert tomorrow <clears throat> and in honor of the holiday that is not Easter, but 420. And um, <laughs> we did D&D themed beers. So Hitler's birthday? Yes. <laughs> and uh, that works with our band for anybody who knows that. But, um, but so... The uh, we're gonna take that the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> take it however they want, Fulmer. That's, That's rock like and roll, it. sir. <laughs> um, but so it is. We're introducing what we call the cup of holding, which is an all-you-can-drink cup. And so the the commercial is the quest for the cup of holding, and it's a group of D and D players in game and out of game, and the shenanigans that ensue as they try to find the cup of holding. It is That's awesome. It is really fucking funny. Um, just, I'm just gonna give you one little thing to look forward to. Uh, man in a cat suit licking himself. <laughs> there you go. Sold. <laughs> that's all you need to know. When does this hit YouTube? It's it's. On, it is on Facebook right on now. Facebook.com/slash/level right one. Level one brewing. Level one. Is that level one, one or one with the L- 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 the numeral L- L- one? Okay. No, L. It's level it's spelled L- out. One. Level spelled out. Numeral one brewing. New like right here. Yes. Well, thank you. Please go like. Yes. Like we also like. have other videos from uh, from our yeah we did anti Valentine's Day show we so we do an annual anti Valentine's Day cover show extravaganza and we did for this year we brewed three beers that were representative of Peter Parker's girlfriends we had the Betty Brandt <laughs> nice the the Betty Brandt prior engagement black IPA because she got engaged while they were dating to somebody else. Um, we have the Gwen Stacy Bad Breakup Blonde, was that which a, is uh, self-explanatory. Was that a flat beer? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we have the Mary Jane Go Get Em Tiger Amber, and those are our three. We have the commercials for those two. So. I do love Ambers. Dude, the, the Bad Breakup Blonde commercial, the spoof commercial. Oh, is gorgeous. The actual bad breakup blonde one is my favorite. It's it's um, Gwen and Pete standing on a rooftop just having a conversation, and um, there's no audio. But <laughs> 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 well, and that's the thing. It was actually originally there were supposed to be words, and one of the words was Pete looks over the edge. He's like, man, it sure is a long way down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> so they're not talking, but the whole time it's this like ominous music in the background. It's it's this really creepy little girl singing Itsy Bitsy Spider. And then there's like a bridge that flashes in for a second, and there's like pumpkins that flash in. And at the end of it, if you look in the background, you can see a vapor trail that is supposed to be like the oh goblin's glider going through the background. This is so cool. I, I'm gonna wow. have to walk. I'm gonna have yeah. to follow. Right after this, we'll show you actually yeah. the, the commercial for uh, the D and D. And uh, if Kevin's willing to, we'll go ahead and put the links for those in the. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Put yeah. him on the spot, yeah. Why don't we just quote the link right now? In fact, actually, yeah, uh, spell it out letter by the, number They're on the Facebook, so. Okay. Right now, what we're going to do, actually, is uh, the three of us are going to step outside so I can catch them up on me trying to kill you guys with zombies. So you guys go out. <laughs> okay, cool. so, recommendations. 
I gave mine away. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones. If you watched last week's episode. No fucking spoilers. I could show you a picture and piss you off. No, I know you could. <laughs> I've read the book, sir. No, my slushie. <laughs> it's no longer a slushie. It's a, uh, it's a drink. <laughs> so on that note. I think I know who it is. I, I, I have an idea. Uh, my recommendation is a few recommendations. Oh, fuck. The Name Redacted Podcast, the Opposed Thumbs Podcast. Ah! What's the address again? <laughs> they can all be found at 336cast.com. I was talking and, about the store. And very soon, since they have their RSS feed, they I'll add them to the 336 Podcasting Network app for Android. So that'll be cool. You can stream it. You can download it. Whatever you want to do. Um that's my recommendation and also kind of a plug. Be sure to check out 336cast.com for previous episodes of the 336cast. Check out three, the Three Beards. Check out Name Redacted. Check out The Opposed Thumbs. Check out the Stormcrow Comic Cast. Check out the coming video game podcast. Hi, Matt. That's pretty much it. Do you want to say something, Fletcher? Hello, Internet. Hey, 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 do you want to plug someone? Uh, yes, actually, I do. Uh, Scarlett Johansson once again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I saw Captain America again, and by God, she deserves it. Mm. Hell, just just the previews to Lucy. Yeah, Lucy and um, under the under skin. skin. Woo! On them boobies. Mm. <laughs> All right. On that note, I guess we will wrap it up, and we will hopefully see you sometime within this month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin. You want to say you want Please to come back. You want to tell them to have fun? Have fun. Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we should get a picture of everybody while they're here for this. <laughs>